Hey guys, Brian with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana with another Explore the Card episode. This is episode number 62 featuring the great 1993 Skybox Premium Center Stage. This is a, a one of my little low-end Jordan favorites. I've uh, owned this card in a couple different grades for a long time. Um, I like the simplicity of the card. They This card lets Jordan do the talking. As you can see, uh, other than the bedazzled uh, uh, you know, print of the name Michael Jordan behind his uh, bald head, the card just lets Jordan do the talking. Um, it's really cool in that way. It's really simple. There's a lot of them out there. I know Blank Slate's a really popular ultra modern insert, um, you know, that kind of lets the player do the talking. But I, I just like it. It's it's simple. It's straightforward. It's got the black background. The black corners and edges makes it really hard to grade. Uh, but uh, but there is one thing that I do want to tell you guys about this card and why this card is always on my mind. This is going to be something that you're going to find entertaining. So. Rarely, and let me see if I get this on the screen. So I've got a raw one in my hand, and look, I'm bending it around. It is uh, not that I'm going to damage the card. It is absolutely worthless, and let me show you why. Do you see all the white paper loss on the front of that card? Yes, I know you do. So this is a super glossy card. You can kind of feel it and tell it's super glossy, which was kind of a, a feature that, you know, Upper Deck kind of brought along in uh, 89, you know, with, of course, the baseball Upper Deck, Griffey Jr. and whatnot. And uh, so these super glossy cards tend to stick together when they're held in a box for over 30 years. And 1993 was, believe it or not, 30 years ago. I, early on in my content creating days, ripped a box of 1993 Skybox Premium, uh, just uh, like the ones we're about to talk about today, searching for this particular center stage card. One box, and wouldn't you know it, I pulled the center stage. I pulled the card I was looking for. Here's the problem. Uh, every single card in every single pack was bricked together and if you don't know what bricked means bricked open quotes bricked close quotes uh all the cards were stuck to the back of the other card and every time you remove one card from another it ripped the surface off of the card uh behind it and so my center stage while it was uh the you know the pride of my jordan wax ripping it's the only like i think jordan like real decent level jordan insert i've ever pulled out of wax because you guys know i don't pull 90s wax very often uh but i keep this card on my desk as a reminder and i'm gonna throw it to the side now um not to open 90s wax because you never know what you're going to get and all your money could vanish you may be better off just throwing it off the top of a building and letting uh letting the people grab it but um Anyway, so the center stage is always at the forefront of my mind. It literally sits over here off screen to my right in uh, on my work monitors uh, as a reminder not to go buy 90s wax. Even though it's really fun, even though it's exhilarating and it can be a fun uh, wild goose chase, uh, sometimes uh, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is really not gold at all. It's like copper. So uh, I've got a surface loss center stage that holds no value whatsoever reminding me of that. Anyway, let's get cranking. Okay, uh, let me get you over to picture in picture. No, you're good. You're on picture in picture let me switch over to my notes okay the 1993 uh, skybox premium uh, set is a 341 card set in alphabetical order series one is cards one through 191 and series two is cards 192 through 341 the cards appear in alphabetical order as you can see on trading card database uh, which is where I always go to find the background information on these sets that I feature on these Friday episodes called Explore the Cards. The rookie cards you're looking for are Kukoc, uh, Weber, and Penny. 
you could also turn up a Mashburn and an Allen Houston, who were both studs at the time, but there's really not a large collector base for any of those guys right now, despite the fact they were really good players. Jordan has two base cards in this set. Uh, the first one is card number 14. Let me see if I can find it for you guys, just so you know what it looks like. Here's card number 14. It's that NBA on... Um, is it going to click open or what? There you go. NBA on NBC card, which I think is really cool. Of course, John Starks is sort of contesting the shot. He's only seven feet away from Jordan's release point. Uh, that card is a pop 672 as a PSA 10, and it's worth about $50, give or take. Uh, the other card uh, in here is card number 45, and this is uh, what I would consider the true base card in this set, the Jordan 93 Skybox Premium true base card, which has got a big uh, up-close picture of Jordan on the back. This card is a little bit higher pop, 883, but it's also a little more valuable because it's the true base card within the set, card number 45. This card in a PSA 10 is worth anywhere from 90 to $120. So those are your two Jordan base cards from the 1993 Skybox Premium set. Uh, going back to the set itself, there are eight insert sets uh, within the two that matter are center stage and dynamic dunks which I have already featured on an explore the card episode if you haven't seen it and you'd like to know more about the dynamic dunks insert go click the uh, explore the card playlist on my channel and you can go uh, watch it as much or as often as you would like to catch up on the dynamic dunks insert which you see on your screen but we're here today to talk about the center stage so I'm gonna pull that bad boy up ironically in dynamic dunks which is the other insert featuring Jordan in this 1993 Skybox Premium set. There's nine players in that set. There are also nine players in center stage. I don't know what the reason is behind that. If anybody knows, please let me know in the comments. Nine is a pretty arbitrary number for an insert set. Usually it is, you know, eight, 10, 12, 15, 20, or more. Usually it's an even, kind of even number, or maybe 15, or like a nice round multiple of five, but nine is odd. Uh, and both of the insert sets featuring Jordan in this year's uh, 93 Skybox Premium product feature nine players. Anyway, uh, four of the nine are Hall of Famers. I think five of the nine in Dynamic Dunks are Hall of Famers. That yields a 44.4% Hall of Fame rate. Not great for you set collectors out there. Um, no crazy imposters. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, uh, formerly known as Chris Jackson, LSU legend, uh, would probably have the weak. Well, John Starks would have the weakest NBA career of anybody in here, but he's probably better known than Mahmoud Abdul Rauf was, uh, just because he was sort of the villain uh, to Jordan for so many years in the early '90s. And then Kenny Anderson, of course, uh, great New York City point guard, um, Georgia Tech legend, came out of there with Lethal Weapon Three, which was uh, Kenny Anderson, Dennis Scott, and Brian. Oliver from the great, uh, those Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket teams uh, from the, uh, I guess, late 80s, early 90s, maybe just early 90s. I don't know. I get my years confused. It was 35 years ago. And then Cliff Robinson's in here as well, uh, former uh, Portland Trailblazer. So not the strongest <clears throat> group, but it does have two of the three, big three, which is Jordan and Shaq. Of course, there's no Kobe because Kobe wouldn't uh, ramble along until 1996. He was probably still in Italy at this time. Uh, I'm not sure when he actually transitioned over to the Americas to go to Lower Marion High School, but he was probably over in Italy, I think, uh, with his dad playing pro ball. Um, John, John Starks, would, would I would consider him the uncollectible, uh, <clears throat> avoidable imposter 
roster. He was the Dylan Brooks of his time. Center stage were inserted one in 12 series one packs. So easy pack odds, really easy pack odds. Uh, more than one copy per box was gonna be pulled. Jordan is a one in 108 series one pack pull odds, right? 12 cards. Uh, 12, I'm sorry, uh, 12, uh, one in 12 packs, nine players, nine times 12, 108. So Jordan's one in 108. Let's talk about the card itself. Well, first I should always disclose, I own a PSA 10 copy and then I own uh, two little baby PSA 8 copies, which anybody watching this video can afford on their own. As you can see, there's the 10, uh, there's the 8s, and the, you know, the culprit on these is probably almost always going to be white-tipped corners because it's just so hard to keep those clean. The back is all white, so not too bad, but it's the front that's the issue, really. Uh, you can hide some white corners on the back, but not so much on the front. Even the edges could potentially become a problem, and even this foil down here, and of course the paper loss now, if you're opening them, uh, uh, as the aforementioned paper loss was the culprit on the one that I pulled. Uh, talking about the card, uh, like I said, it's clean on the front. It's bedazzled Michael Jordan at the top. It's got the center stage little logo down here and skybox underneath. All cool, real simple. On the back, Jordan throwing a no-look pass. It says, when the Chicago Bulls posted their third consecutive NBA championship, Michael occupied center stage with Jordan averaging an astounding, yes, that is right, 41.0 points per game versus Phoenix in the 1993 NBA Finals. The Bulls won the series in six games as Michael captured his third consecutive NBA Finals MVP award. If you recall, at the time, Charles Barkley went absolutely apeshit in that series. He was an animal. He was the best. He was the, it was peak powers Charles Barkley, the absolute best Charles Barkley had. And I've seen interviews with Charles after the fact, and he said he just was too good. I, I, at my best, it was the first time I felt my best was not good as good as another player's best. And Barkley even admitted that he just Jordan just went to a place where Barkley could not go to. Uh, as far as the aesthetics of the card, I'm going to read straight from Beckett, which I should do probably more often. And Beckett states, the card front features are borderless, uh, features a borderless front with color action player cutouts placed against black border backgrounds, the, the back, black borderless backgrounds. The player's name is centered at the top in prismatic silver foil. That's what they're calling my bedazzled stuff. It's prismatic silver foil. The white back features a color action player cutout and player biography. And so there you go. That's what we know about the car. Now, look, let's not screw around. Let's give the people what they want. And I know what you guys want. You guys want to see this. That's the pops and the prices. We're talking about the 93 center stage. As you can see, I've got the PSA 10, the BGS 9.5, the PSA 9, the BGS 9, right? The four best grades, at least for these two grading companies. We throw out BGS 10s and black labels. I will say this, there are three BGS 10s out there. So those are probably the three best center stages in existence because even after BGS is recent controversy, BGS 10s still outsell PSA 10s, uh, despite the fact that there are so few of them, they do. There are three BGS 10s. There are no BGS 10 black labels, but could you imagine a black label on a black background center stage? How nasty that would be. Uh, that's a dream. Anyway, what stands out to me on this chart? Uh, the first thing that stands out is how many have been graded by PSA in contrast with how many have been graded by Beckett. Almost three to one PSA is getting these cards submitted. The gem rate is the other way around, almost three to one. Uh, Beckett with a much higher gem rate, about one in eight grades of gem 9.5 and about uh, one in 20 grades of PSA 10. So it's funny how the amount submitted is three to one and then the amount uh, of the gem percentages 
one to three or reverse this, that, quid pro quo, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the next thing that stands out to me is that you know, only one PSA 10 has sold in the last six months and only two BGS 9.5s. The combined pop gym pop rate is 118. Um, with 118 in existence, you'd think you'd see more than three sell in the last six months. Usually when we do these tables, when the pop is that high of the combined gems, and again, not, not that 118 is high, but if there's 118 out there lingering in the wild, you'd think you'd see probably maybe six or seven, uh, maybe at least five, uh, but only three have sold in the last six months. <clears throat> the PSA 10 sold for 735. The BGS 9.5 sold for uh, four. 191 on average and the last one sold for 432 usually the disparity between PSA 10s and BGS 9.5 is much greater than this this disparity is not even a two to one ratio um, that change over the last six months is another thing that kind of jumps out the BGS 9.5 is actually down 21% the PSA 9 is actually up 47% let's take a look at that there's the PSA 10 let's look at the PSA 9 over the last six months uh, here we go. As you can see, uh, well, now it's changed since the time that I put this chart together. Another one must have sold. Yeah, another one sold yesterday for 92, so it jumped another five bucks. So the card's up 55%, uh, albeit a circuitous route taken from beginning data point to ending data point, but it is up 55.25%, actually, not 47%. Sorry, I put this table together yesterday and I'm filming the very next day on April 5th and it changed by another 5% because one sold overnight. Um, the next thing that's, uh, that's interesting is the pop report. Look over here on the uh, far right column. This is measuring how many have been added to the population report for each corresponding grade since April of 2021. So almost exactly 24 months, almost uh, exactly um, you know two full years ago. Seven PSA 10s have been graded, but look how many have tried to be added, right? So seven, at least 165 failed. We're not including the PSA 8. That might be another 100. Who knows? Uh, but only seven have slipped through the cracks and received PSA 10 grades, uh, jumping the pop from 54 to 61 over the last two years. Zero BGS 9.5s have been added. It was 57 two years ago. It's 57 today. That line is flat as a fritter. And if you don't believe me, let's check it out. We'll go to the BGS 9.5. There it is. We'll hit the little icon here that shows us the pop report. Look at the graph. There were 57 of them on April 29th. There are 57 of them on April 5th, 2023, almost two full years later. So interesting stuff there. Um, and that really pretty much does it. 0 for 27 on the BGS at least. And and then seven for 165 on the PSA. At least it's probably more than that because we're not including BGS 8.5s, PSA 8s, PSA 7s, BGS 7.5s, etc., etc. As I mentioned, there's three BGS 10s, zero black labels, and as I mentioned, there's 118 combined gems between the two. And as I also mentioned early on in that uh, this table that we're looking at, only three of them have sold in the last six months, so these are not that easy to come across. Uh, despite the fact the pack odds really are pretty generous, uh, one in 108 Series One packs. Remember, not Series Two series one uh, what's on ebay we always like to look and see i want to find the card i want to find the box if you're a gambler and you want to just rip series one 1993 skybox premium basketball go for it uh, when i search it they're not expensive uh 109 here it might be because all the cards are stuck together i know there's a trick out there some people say you can throw them in the freezer for a certain amount of time J just do your research somebody the other day told me to use a hot blow dryer to blow them so, so one person's told me heat one person has told me cold i don't know i'm just not 
not going to buy the damn stuff because I'm not really a gambler. I'm not really a wax ripper every once in a while. I feel sorry for you guys that watch my channel. I know y'all love to see breaking and ripping and uh, pack pulled stuff. And so every once in a while, I'll open a box uh, just to wet my whistle and to entertain you all, uh, guys and gals. But really, that's not my thing. But we're looking. We got boxes 109, 165 here, 105. David Adams is 115. Uh, this is a Series 2. We're not messing with that. Series 1, again, 109. Uh, just a pack by itself. That's creepy. 251, 302, 165, 118. They're there. If you want them, they're there, right? You can go buy a sealed box. They're not hard to find. Just be careful. I got screwed, and I've got a paper loss center stage. If I search just center stage Jordan Skybox 93, I get 125 results. I'm not going to scroll through 125 results, but this gives you an idea. The card is not super rare. If I plug in PSA 10, just by chance, you're looking for a PSA 10 copy, which, as we discussed, is a Pop 61 card. Uh, there's one there, and it's for sale for $1,500. How does that look on the chart? And eh, not so good. The last one sold for $735. That's a half of what this guy's asking. It does accept offers, but my guess is his minimum is going to be a lot higher. And then you move down to the nines, and as you can see, the nines are crazy affordable. You dip to a two-figure card, basically a $90 card if you want a nine. Uh, uh, what about BGS 9.5s? My guess is, I haven't looked, but there might not be one because they're even lower pop than the PSA. No, there is. I was wrong. There is one, but it's asking even more. It's from Indonesia, and it's from a seller sponsored by uh, the great motorcycle company Yamaha. Here's another one in Australia. I guess there's just none in USA. So another one in Australia here for $843.69. Still uh, pretty far off the mark considering the last one sold for half of that. So it looks like both of the gems that are available are at least double the value of the card. Um, what do I own and in what grades? I already showed you. I own the PSA 10 and then I own uh, two PSA 8s. That's what I have. I'm not looking to buy, sell, or hold. I'm only going to hold, right? Uh, I've got my 8 for my low-end collection. As you know, I collect Jordans and PSA 8 for a budget PC that's sort of a parallel PC to my, my major Jordan collection, which is high-end. So I have my PSA 10 for the high-end. So I've got one of the 61 that's out there. I'm happy to have it. And then I've got my little baby PSA 8, which is really easy to track down because that's like pop a gazillion, okay? So um, that's where I'm at. Are these low, mid, high, or grail value inserts? The center stage is quite clearly and will for a very long time period, the foreseeable future, always be a low-end card. And I consider low-end anything that's $5,000 or below. So if the PSA 10 is low, then you know the BGS 9.5 on down are all also low-end inserts. What about if I have $750? I've got to make a decision. I can either purchase uh, this beautiful 1993 Skybox Center Stage PSA 10 that you see on your screen. What are some other Jordan insert and parallel options and maybe even base cards, spoiler alert, from the 90s that I could choose to uh, compare this card to and make an educated decision of which one I wanted to put in my collection? Well, I'm glad you asked. I've got a couple of options for you. The first one is the 1995 Metal Slick Silver. You guys know how I feel about this card. Impossible to photograph. Trust me, it's not this ugly. It's much better looking than this. You just got to trust me. Uh, here, I always do this. Let me just go find it. It's somewhere in here. It's the PSA 9. It's the P BGS 9. No, where, where's the damn card? One of these cards is a good picture, I think. Um, I'm lied. I lied to you. It's not in here. Wait, maybe it is. Maybe it's the PSA 8. Nope, maybe it's the BGS 
One of these cards is a good picture. There it is, the BGS 8.5. So that's what the card's supposed to look like. Uh, slick silver down here in silver foil. Silver, uh, like it's a translucent, clear background. It's, if it's yellowed, that means it's turned and you don't want it. And then it's got the one, two, three, four ghost Jordans behind the major Jordan uh, picture as well. So that's what the card's supposed to work, uh, supposed to look like. But anyway, the slick silver is a little bit tougher pack odds, but it's a pop 246. So more than double the combined gems uh, for the center stage that we're looking at. But this card's about the same value. And the last one jumped over $100 to uh, 720 bucks so that card's up over the last six months another card that's about 750 bucks give or take is um i did something wrong oh i do did i do something wrong yep i did something wrong we're gonna ignore this one this is definitely not a, a 750 dollar card uh i don't know what i did but i did something extremely wrong maybe i was i don't know what i was doing there maybe i looked at the bgs 9.5 what did i do oh that must have been what it was there's your bgs 9.5 so that's your choice if you want to spend 750 800 bucks you could get a bgs 9.5 quite likely a min gem uh for your 750 and then lastly you're talking about the 97 skybox z4 slam cam there's another slam cam that's significantly more valuable but we're talking about this horizontal 1997 slam cam which is relatively affordable even in a psa 10 pops a little bit higher than the center stage is uh this one last sold for 850 bucks a little bit less than a month ago so those are sort of your options if you're asking me what order i would want i'm going slick silver one i'm going center stage uh so i'm going here slick silver number one i'm going center stage right here uh number two even though mm, that's just a tough one right there i am going with the slam cam number three and then i would go with my base 97 metal universe bgs 9.5 as a clear cut number four a distant number four there since it's a uh, it is metal universe which is my favorite set but it is still the base card and it's a 9.5 in comparison to a psa 10. Where do I rank this card on the Cajun cardboard scale of Jordan card relevance? Uh, I give the card a four out of 10. Again, um, good looking card. Aesthetics kind of save the day and give it a little bit of a point bump, but it's just super easy to pull. One in 12 pack odds for the insert. Uh, one in 108 for the Jordan is about as easy as it gets for Jordan cards from the 90s. As you guys saw on eBay, the boxes are really easy to get. They're really affordable. Again, worry about the bricking, but affordable, easy to fine the card can be bought in lower grades anywhere and everywhere so the cards abound uh finding it in the psa 10 is kind of the tricky part but i give the card a four out of ten uh on my jordan cajun cardboard jordan card scale relevance of scale scale uh, so anyway, uh, let me know uh, what cards, uh, well, what do you guys think about this card? Do you own one? Do you want one? Do you need one? Um, uh, again, I got an extra PSA 8, but I'll probably hang on to it. It's not even worth me entertaining uh, a negotiation to sell it. It's just not worth enough money, and I like having two. Uh, just in case it does run up you know, and double, and then I'll just flip it at the time. But uh, I'm going to keep both of those in my little low-budget Jordan collection, uh, which I'm having so much uh, fun putting together. Anyway, uh, as always, if you guys have never seen one of these, I've got, uh, what did we say this was? Episode number 62. I've got 61 others in a playlist on my YouTube channel uh, that you guys can go back and check out. I'm also going to start releasing these on Spotify. In case you haven't heard, I have been exclusively YouTube to this point pretty much. Now I'm starting to release a lot of my stuff on Spotify, which I had no idea, but you can watch Spotify video. I thought it was just audio, but you can watch video as long as I upload it as a video, which I will. And 
so uh, you can catch these episodes on Spotify or on YouTube. I prefer YouTube because it's just easier to screen share and everything else. And uh, I just don't understand Spotify, Google, and Apple Play. But those are the three platforms that my stuff's coming out on. Um, but uh, if you like Jordan stuff, if you like 90s stuff, if you like ultra modern stuff, if you like talking about NBA basketball in general, I got something for you there. If you want to learn how to set collect and want to learn more about Jordan card collecting, uh, I've got an episode that's almost every single week for that as well with my good friend Zach over in Henderson, Nevada. I've got tons of stuff out there for every type of collector. We look at card values all the time. It's not necessarily to buy a card low and sell it high like three weeks later. Sometimes it's just about getting the best bang for your buck so you can build your PC even if you are a 100% through and through true collector take it to the grave type dude, right? Uh, So I've got stuff that appeals to basketball fans in general, fantasy basketball fans, collectors and investors of basketball cards. And if that is the kind of stuff that you want to watch and not hobby drama, he said, she said, he's a shithead, she's a liar, he cheated, he scammed, this broker, breaker stole this, this company is going bankrupt, Beckett rules, you know, very rarely do I do everyday hobby drama stuff. I want to talk about cards and the NBA, and that's about what you're going to get on my channel at about a clip of seven, eight videos a week, at least for the time being. No interruptions, no commercials in the middle. You got my word on that. As always, thank you guys for watching. Keep collecting, stay positive in the hobby, and peace.